Welcome! I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlandis. And this is the Photo Op Podcast, where we give our opinions on all things photo and video. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so, uh, if you're new to the podcast, this is uh, Season 2. We are coming back from a little break. We just finished our 100th episode. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Three uh, digits already. Three digits. Last week, uh, we came back from the break with Episode 1 on 1, a little bit of news. Go check that one out mm-hmm. um, if you're wondering about Adobe and Pantone. But we're going to start off with a listener question, and this listener question is going to kick off the whole, the whole episode today, I think. We're probably yes. just going to going to do that so today's the listener question izzy asked izzy thank you for the question um i like shooting at noon on bright sunny days i enjoy the challenge what photography rules do you break intentionally or disagree with well they're more like guidelines than actual rules ah yes the (laughs) captain barbosa of rules um okay so one thing that i will say about photography rules is if you're new follow the rules yeah. like like it's not the like rules are meant to be broken type thing but it is the rules because there's something right about them they're aesthetically pleasing they're mm-hmm. flattering they're whatever the rule is and when you break that rule intentionally because you're choosing to and not that you're breaking the rule because you didn't know it was a rule mm-hmm. then it's okay mm-hmm. if you don't know the rule and you break the rule you need to get better at photography. Yeah, I think you see this occasionally where there are new photographers and they, through lack of experience, um, they break a rule and it turns out, they get lucky and it turns out to look really good and they're like, oh, look at how good I am. I broke this rule even yeah. though I'm a beginner and everything's great. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but everybody gets lucky. We've even talked about this before. Like, yeah, it's, it's You kinda, may have gotten lucky that time, but that's not the point. It's kind of <laughs> like when people are like, oh, I'm a natural light shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't make you better than anyone no. else. Um, I am also an available light shooter, which means I will use any f***ing light I have available. <laughs> <laughs> I love bright lights. I mean, I'm a flash flashaholic. Like, I've got the big, bright flashlights in my pocket, like, you know, f- photo and video lights are like the brightest possible flashlights in my opinion. Although so you, I'm all you mostly it. use continuous, though. I do, but you know, it's because I, I, I just like lighting technology. So yes. for me, I'm like, I'll use the lights because they're cool. I don't that even care what the that result is. True. is. <laughs> and and to me, like a pop of white is a pop of white. I yeah. don't really care where it comes from as long as it gets the result I want. Which what? I I think I think we have a question in the pipeline that we'll talk about mm-hmm. next yes. week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll dive in more on that that, but let's go back to izzy's question yes so so i hate shooting at noon on bright sunny days um that is a rule that i 100 percent agree with because it looks bad it gives you raccoon eyes like yeah there are ways that you can stylistically play with it but um there is this book oh man I don't remember. I remember it was Lindsay Adler and Eric. I forget his last name. I apologize. Super famous Lindsay LA photographer. <laughs> um, but it is called shooting in light. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of censorship apparently on this episode. Anyway, uh, that is the actual name of their book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I looked at that book and essentially what it says is get them out of the noon sun whether you are putting them in the shade or under open shade or next to a building or under a tree, just like, just get them yeah. out of it or use a diffuser mm-hmm. and, and their rule. And like, it's that. And then add in your own flash. Like mm-hmm. basically the rule is this light is terrible. 
there you go. The only the only other thing that you can do is uh, I remember Lindsay had this one particular pose where she just has the model looking straight up into the sun. So they get kind of a hard butterfly Rembrandt lighting, but coming from like straight up. And they're it's trying like, desperately not to squint. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, that's a fashion editorial choice. But uh, in general, it looks bad. I hate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so uh, good for you that you enjoy that. I don't. Um, yeah, you're hardcore. Yeah. Why, but, uh, why do you punish yourself like but that? But some rules rules that we like to break or disagree yes, with. Yes. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with rule of thirds. Ooh, rule of thirds. So it's not that I necessarily disagree with the rule, and I very often use it. Like, seriously, look at this Iceland picture behind his head. It is a perfect rule of thirds. Top, bottom, me and my wife are top, bottom in a third, and left, right in a third, just slightly offset, so I wouldn't be in the crease of one of those triptych panels. But... um. Yeah, so so rule of thirds looks good for a reason, mm-hmm. but um, I also really like shooting like perfect symmetry rather than yeah. So I noticed so I, I use rule of thirds a lot, um, basically as a crutch because I don't want to think about it and I just want it to look sort of good and competent by default. So I will <laughs> I will very frequently use the rule of thirds. But I found something funny. So I was when we got this listener question, I was kind of looking at what's out there nowadays. You know, what are people talking about as far as photography composition rules are concerned? And you see these together so frequently where they're like rule of thirds and then, but symmetry is cool. I'm like, but they're, they're not, those are conflicting things. Rule they're mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so you're immediately, so a new photographer, I'd feel like you'd be confused. You look at that and say, well, they say do use rule of thirds, but then they say use symmetry and, what do I do? Like I'm breaking one rule by using the other rule. So So I, I will say eh. I subconsciously use it of like when you shoot a headshot of somebody, the perfect spot for their eye is the top one third line. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's just that, like Mm -hmm. that is how you frame a headshot. Um, and, and, uh, when I say like, I do like symmetry, um, it especially comes down to, um, when you, when you have something that has a lot of negative space, Mm -hmm. um, it, there's just a very different feeling doing a symmetrical thing versus a rule of thirds thing. Um, and sometimes, you know, because there's different feelings, like sometimes you want one versus the other, but, yeah. uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I like going, if, if it's slightly off, then it looks like a mistake. So that's why yeah. I love going like the West like Anderson, either, perfectly symmetrical. Like yeah. you either need to, you can't be slightly off. You either need to commit to the rule of thirds or you need to break it entirely. <laughs> yes, that is very <laughs> true. That is very true. Yep. Yep. I, I've done that so many times where I shoot it and like I start editing and I'm like, oh, it's just slightly off. Like, you know, I'll see what I can crop. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't get too finicky about that. It's does this visually look uneasy? Yeah. And if it looks uneasy, what about it is of like, is my perspective kind of like kerning a certain direction or am um, am I, you know, having a rotated horizon mm-hmm. or like there might be something like that. Um, and yeah, I, I just, guess if, I guess if you're going for an uneasy feel, then sure. But yeah. yeah, the horizon thing, I never break that. That is a rule of my horizons. Like I try to make them as perfectly level as possible. I hate it on level it, horizon. It is really <laughs> rough though, when you know it's off, but you don't have a reference yeah. for like, like, um, if you're outside in the woods. Yep. Yep. Uh, like you don't necessarily have a horizon to look at or a reference or if you're in a building that has like a weird slanted ceiling just on one side or something and you're Mm -hmm. like everything Mm -hmm. looks wrong but like it is technically like yeah there's 
Yep. Yeah. It's difficult. <laughs> it's it's difficult sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, rule of thirds, um, once you learn it and get it ingrained in your brain, um, you stop thinking about it. And uh, I, I like breaking that rule. Yeah. And it's just a tool, a tool that you can ignore if you so choose. I've talked about that for far too long. So what, what are my one f- of the rules? My first rule is I under, well, that I break is instead of exposing things properly i underexpose almost everything <laughs> i i would i guess say expose for the highlights but yeah, yeah. um i'm gonna refer to this as just sony things to throw out an well, old tumblr I, meme <laughs> i think i think expose for the highlights is a rule so that's not even a rule that you're breaking well, see when you're shooting film you expose for the shadows but when you're shooting digital you expose for the highlights yeah i suppose so that's that's not but, even a rule that you're breaking. Well, uh, you goody two shoes trying to break a rule, and you are just following <laughs> a different rule. But I probably un- I probably underexpose more than even that. Like I will underexpose past the point where the highlights are retained solidly because I can get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> because you shoot Sony, just Sony things. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I I, I have to because the, I have to get proper exposure. Um, the amount of information that you can recall from a good sensor in the shadows is just insane. And I'm like, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll lean into that. I'll be, I'll be lazy. You're lazy slash playing it ridiculously safe to the point where you put yourself in bubble wrap before you leave the house. I think that's pretty much. Yeah. That's how I, I, that's how I expose the scene. I I think. I think that sounds about right. Bubble wrap exposure. Uh, kind of on that. Uh, one of, one of the rules for shooting handheld is your slowest shutter speed should be uh, uh one over your focal length. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you are shooting a fifty mil, you should not go shorter than one fiftieth of a second. If you're shooting a seventy to two hundred, completely zoomed in, your shutter speed should not be less than one two hundredth of a second. Uh, with camera stabilization and just me knowing kind of how much I can get away with of like proper, you know, pose holding, mm-hmm. um, I ignore that entirely. I, hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only shutter speed I care of, I care about is having twice my frames per second. So I guess for me, I'm like, I'm always stuck. <laughs> That's true. You get stuck. Well, so I mean, like, especially when I'm shooting like a ring shot. So I always shoot ring shots with my 100 mil macro. So you would think you're like, okay, so one, you know, one hundredth of a second. But um, I'm always shooting it in a really dark reception. Not always, but most of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I can bring my own lighting, but I also don't want it to look nuclear. And if I'm trying to like mix ambient with like a candle or something yeah. else that, you know, the ambiance of the room, I don't want to just nuke the rest of the room black by adding in my own flash and trying to balance it and something that small also holding it awkwardly. So generally what I do is like, I'll set it even all the way up to like, 40th or a 50th of a second so that way i can keep my iso nice and low Mm -hmm. and like when i get a sharp shot it'll be really nice Mm -hmm. and then what i do is i just motor drive the same shot and and then what'll happen is of those four or five that i shot there's gonna be be one one in the middle that's absolutely tack sharp i ditch the rest and move on with my day or you could get a new camera and have a sensor that you could push the iso up and it doesn't matter or yeah. screw you <laughs> just sony things it's yeah hashtag just sony things uh i mean i i do appreciate that like i i i push probably farther than i should and especially you know it starts getting a little grainy a little little fuzzy when i hit about 6400 mm. um i try not to push too high past that after that you're starting to look like an art film i mean but. that's not the worst thing in the world like y- y- 
people worry too much about i think uh, conversely although i am a fan of sony sensors conversely i feel like people get too worried about like it needs to be pristine like there needs to be no noise it needs to be perfect in every way and i do not care about that at all going all the way up to like 3200 like i would never shoot a headshot at 3200 oh no no i'm not saying like for like a wedding and i'm out in the field you know oh there are limits there are limits but there are also i feel like limits on how much i care like if it's a little bit noisy but it like it but it still looks it, good it, it still looks good who cares <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> true great. uh i'm i'm okay with, with it until you start getting the little colored dots noise that's or mm-hmm. or until yeah. um or until reducing the noise would uh destroy the detail yeah so well, when the when it starts looking like a cartoon because yeah, yeah. Well, when people like add in noise like people I add like you. fake film if you grades. do that i hate you <laughs> do not add in fake noise get a worse you sensor hipster. and shoot it for real you <laughs> hipster no 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 buy, buy a digital camera from 25 years ago and do it for real no if you're a real hipster no i hate it so much can you tell that that i never shot film hashtag i did shoot film and i hated every minute mm-hmm. of it um yeah speaking of hipsters digital for life yeah hipsters really like prime lenses yeah they do so do professional photographers a lot of the time actually like it's it's a very common thing that you'll see online on youtube everywhere people you know they pick their you know they pick their prime or set of primes and they're like i only shoot primes i only shoot these three primes and if you shoot a zoom lens you're inferior you should only shoot prime lenses and they're you know in their opinion they're superior for all these different ways and i get i get the technical superiority in some respects you're not going to find a zoom lens that is like under f1 okay there's that but but most people complain about sharpness that's not even a thing anymore okay yeah prime lenses are not substantially or even at all sharper than zoom lenses now and guess what when i want to change my focal length all I need to do is this, and you have to change your lens out or have two camera bodies, and I can yeah, just sure. keep shooting that entire time. So although people will tell you, especially early on, oh, get prime lenses. Like if you're going to invest in lenses, get a prime lens because that's the best quality. Who cares? A good, like, let's say middle to upper middle quality zoom lens like you know like tamron's like f28 line are really good and often out compete any other lenses prime or otherwise from the primary camera manufacturer or not i will shoot (laughs) zoom lenses and yes i am lazy i don't want to shoot a bunch of different lenses i'd like to have like three lenses ideally i'd like to have one super zoom lens that goes from like like f uh, or not f goes from like uh like 10 millimeters to 400 millimeters i would love that but the quality isn't quite there yet we'll get there <laughs> soon soon tamron made a suite like 40 to 400 recently that the quality is actually pretty darn good for how cheap and how big of a range that is so, so i used yeah. to shoot <laughs> weddings with uh 7200 20 50 85 sweet of just like Boom, that was it. And people were like, well, what about... Oh, okay, and then my 100mm macro for the ring shot, but we're not even... That's, that's a special There are special niche cases. Case. There that's are special a special case. niche yeah, case. There are special cases. But um, when people are like, okay, but what about this? And I'm just uh, thinking of like, okay, well, generally, I love zooming in and getting the detail anyway, and especially like yeah. when I'm at the back of a reception, like my 70 is my wide, mm-hmm. and then I zoom into my 200 and get my close. Like yep. that is... Yep. And then I know a lot of photographers that use, you know, 24 to 70, and I had one of those in my bag, and I just hate hated it and never used it mm-hmm. but it's funny because i recently replaced it with a new 2470 and 
uh, for one reason or another, I find myself not using the 20 anymore, not using the 50 anymore, not using the 85. It'll get you. And I'm just like, oh, It'll this is you. super convenient. Well, there was there was uh, one wedding where it was like 200 degrees out and I didn't want to lug like a million things. There's another wedding that I had to travel a bajillion miles and I was trying to pack my bag light. There was uh, your wedding was on the beach mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be changing out lenses and having sand whipping up into it. Nope. Um, uh, I did another wedding three weeks ago where it was pouring down rain and like I have my camera and a protector. So I brought two bodies, 2470 on one, 7200 on the other. Covers everything. So, so yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of safety reasons that I was just like, no, nah, I don't feel like switching out lenses, but also like, yeah, the qualities. I mean, when you shoot at F1, mm-hmm. like if you hit their nose instead of their eye, that photo is useless. Yep, yep. And so I'm generally shooting most of my photos at like F3.2 anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you've got a, a solid zoom lens that does f2.8 or so through the entire range and even that i'm stopping down because yeah, even because that's a little two, bit too much sometimes yeah because yeah. it's uh, 2.8 it's a little it's a little much sometimes yeah. people people chase the like the ultimate range of different things they chase t- chase the ultimate like well could i get an f 0.95 or 0.9 you're, you can only get those in primes like i get it that's cool you can you know, do the Kubrick thing and shoot a scene by like one candle or whatever he did. Like, I get it. I get chasing the extremes. I like to chase the extremes. I, but as just as a working tool, yes, zoom lenses are good. I Period. I love <laughs> my twenty, especially for travel. Yeah. I love my eighty-five, especially for headshots. Mm-hmm. The fifty doesn't see that much use anymore. Mm-hmm. But when uh, when the eighty-five is just too too zoomed in and like i'm caught in a small room and like i need to blur because the background's messy of like yeah it does the trick in a pinch but um yeah a good zoom lens in your bag is handy i i feel like with beginner photographers because they don't know the composition that they're looking for a zoom lens is a crutch so there is that like because because if you're always shooting at 35 when you should be shooting at 50 60 70 of just like most of the photos that I see that are bad, they're bad because they're too wide. I guess I, I guess that it, so it could, it could pose a problem early on, but I'm also somebody who's like, I don't want you to buy things multiple times and be like, wow, I really regretted buying X thing. Cause I should have bought Y thing instead. Cause I'm going to use that. You a know what times. I regret buying my 35. Yeah. I've used it yeah. like twice. So <laughs> I have a 35 prime or had a 35 prime and a 50 prime. Well, now I have like three 50 primes, but Can I you, used my, are 35. any of them Canon? Can I? No. Oh, dang. They're all, I was going to say, I need, I, I probably need a second 50. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all like long ra- story. <laughs> they're all like, like Minolta and, and random and like Helios and random stuff like that. But, um, I only, I, I should say like the only primes that I really, I use at this point are very, one, very infrequent Those and niche, two, yeah. they're like, Ooh, this Minolta glass from like the seventies is cool. I'm going to use that. Like That's true. it's just for screwing around basically. So I, I get it, but I feel like if you're trying to build a working kit, like a wide zoom, a medium zoom, and a tele zoom is pretty much will cover everything you want to do. I mean, it's called the Holy Trinity for a reason. That is true. Yeah. That is true. But um, yeah, so so a lot of beginner photographers, their photos are bad because I think they shoot too wide. Yes. So the next rule that I like breaking is I shoot too wide. So do I. This is what <laughs> we immediately agreed on. We didn't even we didn't look at each other's stuff. We did not look at each other's list we, before we started recording. Yeah, we we dumped <laughs> we dumped both of our our uh, ideas in and we're like. 
wait a minute why is our third one shooting too wide <laughs> so i guess you only have five because we were doing three each and we agree yeah. on this one um so it really depends there are definitely times where i like to uh crop in camera when i'm shooting mm-hmm. a wedding oh my god i try to crop in camera as much as possible mm-hmm. but there are also times especially when i do a lot of advertising type stuff where i try and shoot it wide because i don't know what they're doing i don't know how they're gonna crop it mm-hmm. um i recently started shooting um youth sports photos and in my brain i still have not gotten a grasp of exactly kind of where that eight by ten crop is um so i'm like i just gotta shoot wide because when the kid does something weird with their arm holding the basketball like i want to make sure that it they don't look like just two long arms and no basketball when in that gets Mm. cropped this is a really common thing in video too, like shooting slightly wide um both to give you room to crop but also because depending on your subject matter you don't know what's going to happen necessarily and if they move suddenly you've got a little bit more space to capture them so yeah i shoot wide i like shooting wide i like compositionally shooting wide i shoot wide i I love (laughs) zooming in and getting the details and i'm generally not one of those people that are like oh yeah i'm gonna shoot wide for safety and crop everything later because i like getting it right the first time Mm -hmm. but there are definitely times where i make the conscious decision of just like I don't know what's going to happen with this. I don't know if it's going to be crop funny. I don't know if it's going to be put on a magazine. And it's, actually, this happened. I did a shoot for Vogue magazine. Yay! Mm, fancy. I, I don't know if you have an applause <laughs> thing on there. Yay! Oh, I do, but it's not. Ah, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I did a thing for Vogue magazine. And I had to shoot wide because they didn't tell me where in the magazine article it was going, if it was going to be full page or cropped or something. Uh, come on, so Vogue. I, you can communicate that so stuff So I had to time. give them. It was a little bit last minute, <laughs> but yeah. So I had to, so I had to shoot wide and give them uh, the thing, and then when it even got posted, uh, they posted it to their, I think, Instagram and or TikTok, and then they also nice. uh, posted just like the photo, and mm-hmm. so uh, the the some of the important parts of the photo got cropped out because even mm-hmm. then I shot too tight so that's just one of those examples of like i don't know how it's going to get used and i want to make sure the important parts are in there but you know it is what it is at the end of the day shooting wide is the exposing for the highlights of the composition composition yeah (laughs) i guess the downside to that would be if you're doing something that requires depth of field but um yeah but even then so so actually uh if you go to my instagram um i'll i'll post a link to the instagram post mm. and we'll do that in in the show notes uh so if you go check out this photo that i shot for vogue even this um so he just had this cool kind of like mirror on his wall and i was like hey if i line his head up with that mirror it kind of looks like a saint halo um but i couldn't shoot wide open or that mirror got obliterated and you didn't know it was there so even then i think i shot that at like f6 or something so so shooting you know shooting wide of like i'm not exactly going for depth of field i kind of want i want the background to be a little blurry so it separates from him but i don't want it to be you know your f12 yeah not tremendously blurry yeah so so there you go those are those are some rules (laughs) that we enjoy breaking yeah i i relish breaking the photography rules <laughs> I, yeah i just don't really think about it all that much but i guess they're so ingrained in my brain that when i'm breaking the rule i know i'm breaking it for a reason which uh yeah 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 that's the yeah ben that's the correct way to think about it is break the rules for a reason um yeah i just like being a contrarian i guess you do it's true <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, Izzy, thank you so much for the question. Next time we are going to talk uh, about about lighting. And sure. we we had a we had a quick little discussion on another listener question that came in. We had, mm-hmm. we had a ten second discussion on this. Immediately disagreed and went, nope, nope, stop talking. We got to get this one on air. <laughs> so join us next time for a lighting fight. Not really fight. light fight. Light fight. Ooh, that's a good title. Light fight. Join us next time for light fight. You are here. here the you Photo heard Rock it. Podcast. Live light fight. Tuesday. 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 Light fight. Light fight. Light fight. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo-op.show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at NomCreative. As in Om Nom Nom. Share this with a friend, and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or download it. Welcome, welcome. This is the Photo Up Podcast. Photo, photo Up. Photo Up Podcast. Try that again. We're going to try that one more time. <laughs>